0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right, in today's episode, we answered live callers' questions, but this was after a 65-minute introductory conversation. We talk about fitness, current events our live studies, and much more. By the way, you can check the show notes for timestamps if you want to fast forward to your favorite part. Also, you want to be on an episode like this one live? Email your question to live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Live On Labs. They make supplements and nutrients that utilize pharmaceutical-grade delivery technology, liposomal technology. This stuff gets to the target tissue, so you don't just get expensive pee. It's vitamins and minerals you take that your body uses Go check this company out. It's Labs. That's L-I-V-O-N-Labs.com forward slash Mind Pump. And right now you get a free sample pack of all six supplements with any purchase. This episode is also brought to you by Caldera Lab. They make skincare products that are natural, that reduce inflammation, reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Um, If you're wondering why we all look so amazing on camera, Caldera Labs. That's a true story. Go check this company out. Go to calderalab.com. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A lab.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump for 20% off your first order of the good serum. Also, we got a sale going on right now. We have a at-home holiday bundle. These are all programs that can be done at home with minimal workout equipment. Check this out. Maps Anywhere, Map Suspension, Maps Prime, and the No BS Six Pack Formula normally would retail for $338. Well, check this out. Get all of them in the at-home holiday bundle for $99.99. That's it. One payment, and you get all those programs. Huge, huge promotion. Go check it out. Go to mapsdecember.com. All right, here comes the show. All right, check this out. When you buy supplements, one thing is more important than all the other things. One factor you should pay attention to the most. Does this supplement company provide third-party testing. Is it regulated through a third-party company? If you don't have that, the odds are, it's like a 50-50 chance the supplement doesn't have what it says it has in it, or it may have heavy metals or toxicities or other crap. By the way, this isn't just me saying this. Study after study on supplements shows this, improves this. Supplement companies cannot be trusted unless they provide testing. All right. Do you, you think it's the most important? It is, because if you look at the data... Whenever they do studies on supplements, I'll I'll, I'll mention two of them. There was one done a long time ago on protein powders and heavy metal toxicity. And it was like seven out of 10 of them had uh, potentially toxic levels of heavy metals in their product. Then there was another uh, study where they took, I think it was 10 or 12 bottles, random bottles of supplements at, I think it was Walmart or somewhere. And it was like nine of them. Either didn't have what they said they had in them, didn't have as much as what they said, or had other undisclosed
1: random spiked aminos in there.
0: ingredients. And it's like every single time they do a study like this, it's not like, first of all, 10% would be terrible. Imagine any other market where 10% of the products you're gonna get are lying to you. It's like, it's always like 50% or more. So it's like, it's rampant. So regardless of all the other things you need to look for in supplements, and I'm not saying, there aren't other factors that are important, but this has got to be one of the most important for sure because the odds that you're getting something that's got stuff that's bad for you, doesn't have what it says in it, is it's basically the odds you're getting ripped off are pretty damn high,
2: so look for that third-party testing. Would you say as a rule of thumb that it is dangerous then to buy the cheapest uh, supplement? You know, Because uh, because of the, the third-party testing, like there's no way- I would be more skeptical for sure. Yeah. There's no way if you were doing third-party testing that you would be able to out-compete the people that are not. Yeah, because- So like, if you take a product like protein, creatine, some of these basic branched-chain amino acids, whatever, and you are shopping on Amazon and you find the cheapest one, the likelihood that they're third-party tested, I would say, is probably not likely, right? Yeah, there's this false-
0: Um, perception that the supplement companies have kind of created and it's partially driven by consumers. And that is that product A is exactly like product B. And the only difference is the price, right? So it's like, it's not like buying electronics. Like if I get an iPhone at this place or an iPhone at that place, they're identical. It's the same model, same everything. Then I'm just going to look at the price because what's the difference, right? And supplement companies promote this by saying like, we also are whey protein or our pre-workout also has these same ingredients or we also sell this, you know, medicinal mushroom mix or creatine or whatever, but look how much cheaper our product is. Look at the servings, look at the price per serving. So why don't you just go with us? That's, that's, um, it's quite false because you're right. Getting this testing, like if a company wants to have third-party testing that says, that certifies that it is indeed that it is indeed free from synthetic pesticides. So it says organic, but here's the testing that shows that it for sure is organic. Here's the testing that shows that it's glyphosate residue free, which is a whole nother mm-hmm. level of testing. Or here's the testing that says that our products are free from impurities or heavy metals, which seem to be pretty prevalent. <laughs> That costs money to do that kind of stuff to test these batches. So it's probably going to, it definitely will make your product more expensive.
1: Now, would you say, in terms of like a quick cross reference of uh, these companies, like w- w- examine.com, is that like your best bet in terms of like being able to see whether or not they did the testing and you um, know, they do that on there? No,
0: I don't think they so. Don't think, do it on there? No, examine.com is a great website, by the way, if you haven't, if people watching haven't been there. But examine.com looks at, Examine studies um, based off of ingredients, but it doesn't say this supplement company. But the supplement company itself should provide this.
2: Oh, it they should. will if they're yeah. if they're third third party tested. They're doing any of the other tests. They'll they'll, they'll we'll mean, usually market it
1: on the label. Yeah, because the label, way, yeah, yeah, it's on the, label the website. Yeah, they'll,
0: they'll, and and if not, you
2: can contact them, send them an email,
0: and, and say, hey, them. who tests? You know what? What regulatory agency? What private agency? Regulates your product.
2: I mean, isn't that part of the reason why Organifi is on the higher end, as far as because it's they're doing multiple like third party tests, right? So you have the regular third party tested to to fact it's organic. Check. Yeah. Then
0: is glyphosate residue free? Then they test for heavy metals and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to make something more expensive. Because by the way, I'm not advocating for government regulation. I think that's you know because sometimes people think. That the alternative means
2: perfect. No, listen. This is the best way to do it. If you're yes. a consumer and you don't care and you're willing to take the chance and you know to save five dollars on a product uh, that that's in there in a in a super risky, unregulated market like supplements, then by all means, go for it or you're willing to spend the extra five bucks to make sure that you're getting a great product, then let, do you, the, do you know how let many, the market speak.
0: Do you know, there was another study where they took um, libido enhancing pills or you know whatever, whatever, quote unquote boner pills, right? That help you with your erection. And on the bottles would be like, oh, this has these herbs in it. And then they tested them. Do you know how many of them had- Just
1: had Viagra in it. I
0: mean, like medications, <laughs> had actual pharmaceutical medications in the pills- yeah. And people didn't even know about it. Now, Someone may be thinking, well, that, whatever, who cares about that? No, no, no. Oh. Those medications could, they could have interactions with other things that you're taking, other medications It could mm-hmm. cause problems. Like you want to know what you're taking says that, you know, has what it says that it has, especially if it's something you take on a daily basis. Like we're talking about heavy metals. If you take a, you know, one or two scoops of protein powder, you know, five days a week, let's say. And it's got higher levels of mercury or lead in it than it's supposed to. You might not notice for a little while, but then all of a sudden, you know, after a year or two of supplementing with it, you're getting anxious or you feel like shit and you don't know what's going on. You go to the doctor, and you know, a doctor isn't gonna ride out the gates do a heavy metal test on you. They just typically don't do that. So now you're going to the doctor, you're like, I'm anxious, I don't feel good. They're like, okay let's put you on an anti-anxiety medication or let's put you on an antidepressant. And you kind of feel better because you're treating a symptom, but you're, and you're still taking this protein, wasn't there and you're still a,
2: building up this this toxic levels. Like, Wasn't there a pre-workout that got busted and popped for the uh, like speed being in there for like the last- Yeah, there was, was, there was,
1: there was some- <laughs> There's a few. Yeah.
2: I know what's funny about that is there's some people who are like,
0: ooh, I want it more because- <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course. you know. <laughs> but it, I mean, I'm telling you, when you look at the whole supplement market, and there's a lot of factors to consider. There's a lot of supplements out there that do nothing, even if they, they have what they say they have. It's like a waste of time. But, you know, every single time, I'm. it's like, I remember the first time I saw this, I was shocked. I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And then another study came out, another study came out, another study came out. And then there was, I don't remember what company it was. It got busted for amino acid spiking because they said that there was 30 grams of protein per scoop, but it was actually 15 or something like that.
2: Now knowing which more and more, I'm like, oh my God, this is super rampant. Knowing what you know about supplements today, do you think that if you had all that same knowledge and wisdom if you went back to your you know 15 16 year old self do you think you would have not spent the money on supplements totally you would
0: I, I would have i would have been more careful and i would have spent it on stuff that was more efficacious i you know as a kid i just fell for every single promise every single you know uh right. ad that i read um and the more it looked like it could like pack muscle on, i mean i bought so much crap oh
1: i thought multivitamins did a lot for you because the whole Hogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your
0: vitamins. That's how you got so massive. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's obvious. You like, know what? You bring up a really good point. It, yeah. and that is that. Um, and we just, you know, it's funny. It's what like the power association. Yeah, like um, if you talk to somebody and you say, "Hey, if a super rip-looking or you know beautiful-looking person who is obviously either genetically gifted, like crazy genetically gifted, or on tons of performance-enhancing drugs or whatever." if that person is telling you to take this because that's the way, that's why they look the way they do, like take our vitamin C supplement and then you'll get 21 inch arms like me. Everybody's gonna be like, yeah, that's full of crap. And yet it's with sell products. Yeah. It consistently sells products. Not a- so I, you know, I tell people all the time, like don't base your judgment because the person selling it to you looks super crazy shredded or jacked like that's not really a good way to the crazy part
2: about it that's i think that's interesting about human psychology is the fact that you could still know all that and yet still get rationally
1: logically like your your brain like processes it i mean there's no way
2: but also dude looks impressive well look what look what i think i mean i predict is going to happen with the liver king you have somebody who you know, blatantly- I was shocked
0: li- when that came out, let me tell you. Stupid.
2: <laughs> None of us were, by the no. way. The reason why we didn't talk about it very much is because it's just like, come on. Like you know. Death. But the part, see, now the part that I think is so interesting or that, that I do think is fascinating to talk about is that he's on him, he blatantly lied tons of times, and I still think that he is going to massively benefit financially. Still going forward.
0: Now, do you think he's
2: gonna? Oh, so you think hmm. it's not gonna hurt him at all? Oh no, I absolutely will. But if you were to go back, okay. So, so, so his trajectory is gonna not be like. Okay, what in two thousand, and these are these are uh, just made up numbers. I don't know I don't have his exact P and Ls no. But I know that he has touted that he makes over a hundred million dollars a year in supplements.
0: Although I will say this, do you think he might have been lying about, about how many, how many millions of dollars he was making?
2: I definitely think he's lying when he says that his new persona and character has minimally to not affected his business at all. That's full of shit. Okay. Cause he said that, you know, But that, what right? if his numbers are crap? Well, what who, do you believe about him and what he said?
1: Yeah, yeah he you're could right. Be making up
0: you know? the numbers because $100 right. well, like, a hundred million dollars. Well, that's
2: irrevel- irrelevant to my point. Sure. Yeah. So let's
0: just assume. Yeah. So I that's
2: irrelevant to my point that I'm making. So let's say it, it doesn't matter if it's 50, 100, sure. 10 it doesn't matter what it is. My point is that, he increased his percentage of revenue by so much by becoming this character. Okay, so oh, let's, for sure. So yeah. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it. it he he, 300 per, you know 300 increase in revenues by becoming the Liver King. So even let's say he had lots of success even before. Then he becomes this character who goes around lying and does all this these gimmicks to get all this attention. And I'm gonna say his product is now selling 300 percent plus more. I don't care what he says. It, I'm sure it is more since he's created this character and i absolutely think he'll take a hit but the hit's going to look like 30 percent you take 30 percent. from saying overall so overall it was a it was in terms of the the revenue it was positive not to mention something about us we we love redemption stories and so the he'll take an initial 30 percent hit of people that will that will feel you know lied to and cheated yeah. but this- and mad and they're and they'll stomp their feet and then yeah. go buy from somebody else that they get sold to and then they'll and then he'll, they'll never get those customers again. But then there's a percentage of people one who won't give a fuck and then two there's a percentage of people that and I see it if you actually look at his apology on YouTube that say I like him even more now yeah they like him more now so and I think he knew. The entire time, yeah, I think he went. Me. I think he went into it when you read the emails that the correspondence back and forth with the guy that he was inquiring By the way, about. Do you know that there's guy- nothing
1: authentic about any of the redemptive side of it, though? Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like it. I just look at it as a reflection of where we are as society.
2: Well, I mean, I, I agree, Justin. There's no, there's there's the same thing. But for I agree every, that every Marvel story and made up thing yeah. we watch on television, yet we all line up, you know, to sit down did and you, watch all this did
0: stuff. Did you um, did you see that the person, the coach or whatever that that email came from came out and said it was me? No,
2: I know that I saw. So I got sucked in. I cannot believe that I watched an hour of this, but I was I was so intrigued by the story uh, from. Um, what's Derek's last name from More Plates, More Dates? Yeah, whatever his last name is. Yeah, yeah, um, Johnston or something like that. No, it's no. not Derek. You're <laughs> just gonna make it last. Of <laughs> just date. a common name. <laughs> <laughs> Smith. He puts out really good content, and he, does. he he did like a one hour video on like he broke down every email, but he had it all blank. He had the, the the he protected the name of the actual yeah. coach. So you're saying the coach that came guy forward. came out. Oh, I didn't know that. So first of all, what makes me laugh is- he you it was, find it for me, Doug? I
0: didn't know that. And so what's funny about this is this space. Yeah. Why does everybody have a weird name? So we got Liver King, and then the coach <laughs> that he wrote to, his name is Vigorous Steve.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay no it isn't what well, i swear to god wow doug look up vigorous steve link Light, we, you uh, got uh, joey Little...
1: schwoll and then what was the other Devin come on man we
0: need names we fucked up we didn't why didn't we have like, nicknames super yeah.
1: late. Uh, <laughs> we're so late. yeah <laughs> no wonder we're not as popular i'll be
0: sports ball sal <laughs> <laughs> uh what are, you, what are you moody adam uh, yeah and then uh casey <laughs> those
2: Justin. are cool names
0: huh did you did that's because we're making fun of the whole did thing did
2: you find this guy doug
3: yeah, I'm seeing. He has like a, a YouTube channel. He does. Like. He's actually a really
2: smart guy. He talks about. I imagine is, enhancing drugs. Did you? Did you? Okay. So did you know? I think this is really funny because, uh, you know, More Plates, More Dates, Derek, right, was has been following this whole thing, and he, he's yeah. been reporting on Liver King since the beginning of yeah. him. And, and, and like, because everyone want to know, because he talks so
0: much. God, about... I hate the gossip side of fitness. I really do. Yeah, this is so I, painful to talk about. It,
1: to be it really is this. like a who gives a fuck kind of a thing. But there's <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> there's totally. just, I mean, he's making money hand over fist. And so you kind of have to acknowledge it. Well, yeah. the,
2: the only reason why, I mean, because we didn't talk about it before. The only reason why I talk about it now is because we have enough people that actually want to hear our opinion. True. Yeah, what we think that's about true. It. It's like, uh, we are not the type to to jump on the bandwagon of like you know this title is not who's be, natty or not you know I don't, no. Sure. So let it's me tell annoying. you another thing that I like I mean we I I hesitated to even bring it up uh, you know for as long as I did because what also annoys me is and we have friends in the space that do this is that as he's going viral and trending everybody is making videos. It's the
0: freaking on tabloid you. side of fitness. It's yeah, so annoying. Sure, it Helps yeah. nobody. And so
2: I don't I don't like that. So I mean. This is the guy right here? That's Vigorous Steve right there. Yeah, so he's. Uh,
0: and he, the guy, I mean, the guy is really smart. I've seen some of his and stuff. And vigorous. Really, really smart dude. <laughs> I don't know why they call him Vigorous Steve. It's kind of cracks it's- me up. Interesting adjective. But uh yeah, I hate this. So so I mean, I guess we could tell people like when when Liver King was making his rounds on every podcast before this all came out, like we had opportunities to go after him and I go after get him he, on our show. Yeah, they, they reached out. He and said no. We're like, yeah, no, it's oh, so dumb.
1: It's just a sideshow.
0: I hate the side of fitness. I hate the caricatures, I hate the gossip side of fitness. Now that being said, this helps no one, it's garbage. And you know, I want the consumers. I, I'm trying to get consumers to stop judging a product because they have someone that looks a particular way saying, "This is great," because that's that's almost never the case. It's almost never the case that that's actually what's happening. Liver King obviously doesn't look the way he does because he takes desiccated liver tablets or no.
3: whatever else supplement. I mean, but it's been
2: want. the it's been the formula since the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, when you look at every, you look at all the biggest, most popular bodybuilding magazines, yeah. and, you know, most of the pro bodybuilders make a majority of their money peddling supplements that many of them don't even take. No. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're, almost, you, you, you go through a muscle and fitness magazine, I guarantee you'll see at least a handful of branched chain amino acids with, you know, paired with you, Mr. I Olympia.
1: Just, yeah. I think it just reminds us it's never going to go away. Like, and yeah. especially with like the, um, the waist trainers and, and uh, the pills, the diet pills and like all these things that they're just always going to resurface and, and it's like a cyclical thing. Like somebody else will like pedal it in a new way uh, and and pretend that uh, this is all the result of like some magical it, What is it about us that wants
0: that? Well, let me ask you guys this. So, because this, I'll tell you what the most powerful, uh, I guess selling or, or the most powerful tactic that I encounter by far, is a personal anecdote. If Justin comes to me and says, hey, I took you know bull testicle extract and bro, I got so strong on it. And I yeah. know that that is g- garbage. I'm going to be very, very compelled to try it because mm-hmm. it was Justin, because I know Justin. So that's super powerful.
1: Mm, the social
0: element of it. Yeah. So yeah. Especially if you know the person. Yeah. Then there's the anecdote online. That's obviously very powerful. There's a reason why Mind Pump has almost never, I don't even think we've ever done before and after pictures of, we got a lot of before and after pictures. We lots of people who followed our programs and have transformed their bodies, but we know that it what, what kind of, I guess what it perpetuates and what it pushes. And it also feeds into the part of the fitness space that we hate, part of it, which is the, you know, hey, look at this guy. That's, this is why you should buy this product, but it's very effective. It sells yep. uh, like crazy. So now I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, um, I quickly moved from the buff guys telling me to take this to, and they still would sell me this way because it wasn't a real scientific study, but there were there were ads where they pretended to be scientific. Mm-hmm. This is what, how <laughs> this protein breaks down. In the, and then I would get sold on something uh-huh. like that. But... Yeah, I wish people would just... I wish consumers would change a little bit because then this would. Uh, Liver King wouldn't exist if everybody saw him for what he was, which is just... The interesting part is that he, you know,
2: I don't know what his exact numbers were, but he was successful before all this. I mean, he already had multiple companies that Did were... He? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know to what level. I mean, obviously, he claims that it was making a, a lot more. But I mean, he, he had enough to afford a huge ranch
3: mm-hmm.
2: and a lifestyle where he could come and go as he wants. I mean, he's got a nice place. So he, he wasn't broke by any means. I mean, talk about, though, the level of greed that you have to have to have already created that kind of success, probably doing it the right way. Imagine this being point. his kids. You know what I mean? Like, oh,
0: there's dad. He's pooping in the backyard again. You know? He said he would do that. You ever <laughs> yeah, hear him talk about that? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and, and then he would wipe. Yeah. Wearing a lion's mane around his head and no okay. shirt all the time, picking me up from school. You yeah. <laughs> imagine that? <laughs> that would drive me <laughs> That's crazy. my dad. Yeah. You imagine if he was your neighbor? Yeah. Like, oh, God. There uh, he is again. He's so... it's 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 you know
2: when we we did the live event and and people were talking to me about uh our business and the things that you know that we all do you know how like each one of us outside of the podcast what we like and what we don't like and i tell you uh still to this day my least favorite thing to do is to talk to the camera whether it be through instagram stories or through youtube um and to like to pretend like I'm talking to millions of people when I'm only talking to a single you know video kid standing across from me, and the part that I find so difficult is if you've done this uh, enough, you quickly realize that the more animated, the more you project. And, mm-hmm. and act. The more uh,
0: unnatural you
2: act, yeah, the more it's it's received uh, on the other side. I know. On yeah. the other side, and and and, it I always see,
1: plays better when you're like when you overly. It, it does present yourself. It
2: it really does. Those people remember you, and it sucks because it's so inauthentic. And you, you know, being your authentic self in front of the camera yeah. like that, it just is not entertaining, and, and it doesn't get eyeballs, and it right. does, and so it's always been that way. It's right? been, I've had so much resistance doing that because of that, and so because I know that firsthand, when I see any of these characters that are viral that have millions of followers because of this this persona, I instantly know that like either one this per this person can't be like this. Mm-hmm. They're not like that all the time, and if they are, they're stuck in that character, i.e., like Elliot Holtz and people like that that we've met that couldn't turn it off. Right? It couldn't be normal. It's like, dude, you're not yeah, recording a we, YouTube video. We interviewed
0: him, and then the, the, the,
2: the, we were done with the podcast, and he
0: kept still talking, talking that way. like that. You know, this is why I do what I'm like. So I actually, off, so I, I
2: now we, we turned down originally Liver King, but I actually reached out to him just recently and invited him on because I want to fucking see if he does that. And if he does that, I'm gonna call his shit out on 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 the podcast because that that's what annoys me. It's like I, I I'd have more respect if you act normal and you tell me like yeah this is a complete character. yeah like if he I've like created this person like
0: when he like he puts on the like lion's mane then he becomes a character but he takes it off he's like hey what's up guys how you doing right yeah you know my name is John Smith or whatever his name is you know. That I would have way more respect. Uh, yeah, for. I'd have
2: way more respect if we could have a, a real conversation and you and you admit that like, yeah, this is a persona. This is a character. Yes, I'm acting. Just, no, I'm not like this. Even if there are some truths, right? I'm sure the guy does. You know what's funny about this is that I think,
0: you know who proved that you can do that? Uh, WWE, back used to be called WWF, and now it's WWE wrestlers. Back in the 80s, there was, everybody speculated that, Wrestling was "quote unquote" fake in the sense that it was scripted, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody speculated, and then it came out that it was indeed uh, scripted. In fact, um, God, what was his name? There was a, there was a reporter. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but he actually went backstage. Jimmy Hart? No, it was a. What? You remember, oh, remember
2: no. who he was? I do. <laughs> who he was?
1: John he was Stossel. A, oh.
0: Doug, maybe you can look this up on YouTube. John Stossel gets slapped by a pro wrestler. He went backstage. This was in the nineties, early nineties. This is when he was like a reporter. And he goes up to, I don't remember who it was. It was big wrestler. Big He's like a dude. real
2: reporter. He's not a He's a real reporter. Yeah, yeah. And
0: he goes, Hey, you know, people are saying wrestling fake. It's fake. It's totally fake. And then the, the wrestler looked at him and he goes, Is this fake? And he fucking smacks him. Hard <laughs> knocks him on the ground, and John Stossel's like, Ah, and apparently he, he got he suffered like permanent ear damage. <laughs> but, oh no, that's not it, fake. Anyway, my point is it came out that it was scripted, it stopped being kind of an open secret. And they didn't lose sales. Their tickets still crushed. They still. By the way, it's scripted, but they're still hitting each other. They're still jumping off shit and landing.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 So my
0: point is, I like, like, I bet, like Juji Mufu well,
1: came on our podcast. They just lean more into the entertainment side of it. Yeah, remember Juji
0: Mufu came
2: on our podcast. He was like a normal dude. That's why we liked him. Yeah. yeah, we liked him because he's like this. He was engineer. Like, he's a perfect engineer, version of that. nerdy dude yeah, who yeah. is like totally normal, and then he puts on this character when he gets on his- he's genuinely excited to
1: uh, do these crazy feats, right? Like he's like, um, you know he he gets like pumped up about like you know setting it up and like shooting it and and trying like to 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 push himself to do all these like crazy like superhuman things
3: Who's is that, that T- wrestler that's is that Ted him? DiBiase? No no no.
0: No no no. Doug could you you couldn't find it on uh on YouTube? I'm looking
3: for it. That that is uh oh the wrestler's name it's uh is it Ted? See. No it's not. It's yeah.
2: it's bigger than Ted.
0: It's not Doc- the
3: million dollar man. Dr. D David Schultz let's yeah. Is anyway. that right? Okay. Well, here,
2: did you? Did I mean, okay. So, along these lines, though, Sal, like, so, okay. So, like, what do you think of somebody like The Rock? Right. Yeah, oh, mean, that
0: he changed his name to The Rock?
2: Well, no, just, no, just, to, okay. So, he's loved by so many people that I, I mean, I believe he has a chance to run for president at one, at one point. But I also believe that that dude is in character still. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Of course. For sure. He acts like it. He at, totally acts like it. And so, that, like, we just think but about I mean, there's I mean, millions whole, of people that are in love with him as a person that we would probably vote him into presidency, and a, we will. Yeah, yeah. But, but hold kay?
0: on. You know, Let me tell you why that's not a good com- comparison. Mm. Because... What do you mean? Acting to politics, the same shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. All politicians are acting. You know sure. what I mean? I mean, yeah, no, no. That's a, that's hey, a, watch. Good, that's a good It's point. David Schultz. Uh, so David Schultz was that big... I don't remember big, who that guy was. He was a big... Uh, what, was his,
2: what was his name in the... Uh,
0: that guy right oh, there. Yeah. Now watch this. I remember. He's like, this. does this. I, re- I remember this. Uh, do you I remember like, this. Boom! Look at him. knocks his ass on the ground, dude. I He totally does it again. Watch. Does this look fake? Ka-chow! On the ground again. <laughs> Terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that away. fake?
2: He runs away. <laughs> I wonder how much he was sued for that. A yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: A lot. Because
0: he, he, I guess he'd suffered from permanent, like. Because I remember reading those. Every stories. reporter had
1: like the best mustache back then, you know. So, yeah, yeah, they
0: did. We had somebody at our event that had a hell of a good stash like that. Did you see him? Yeah. Oh yeah. I made sure I commented on it. If your mustache covers your lip, yeah. like you should get a prize. That's what I think. Yeah, you, know? you have <laughs> that capacity. I could, I could do that. Yeah. yeah, you got a you got good mustache genetics. I love that. <laughs> I probably, that's it. And I, I, I don't. My mustache naturally separates. You in look the middle, like so Luigi looks, or looks Hitler. Whoa! <laughs> 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 it's like opposite. Wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, opposite. I can't do that. He said, of Lu- hey, he said sp- Luigi, how hey, racist is that?
2: Speaking of Hitler, I, I, I. Oh lord. Kanye, I tried to defend you for a while there. <laughs> Just hey, he's dude, he's lost his, oh, he literally man, lost his mind. Do you remember what, I said, remember
0: what I said about him being in a in a in a manic state? It's he's clearly manic. Oh, right I, right
2: can't, can't, I can't I yeah. can't I can't. Well, okay, so uh, I know there's a conspiracy. And this is not theory, defending Justin, him. This is not defending him, but maybe he's not manic. Maybe he no, is he's manic. Well, so the other the other theory is that I'm no he is just saying yeah, outlandish shit to try and get attention. Like I mean that that intentionally saying outlandish shit because it's what's going viral. Bro, and- you
0: give celebrities so much credit every time they do something stupid. You're always like they're doing it to get famous or make more
2: money. I don't think, I think they're crazy. Sometimes. I don't think it's
0: giving them credit. I think
2: crazy. they're so narcissistic. They know how to play the game better than anybody. Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not a bad point. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's. Kanye does them- fall in that category. Huh?
0: He is a bit narcissistic.
2: Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doesn't he call himself? Like, yeah. Jesus? Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking yes, bro. Jesus. Yes. They, I mean, I really believe, I mean, you want to talk about people that have been smelling their farts the most. Like nobody does that more than celebrities do. And, if you're really good and you're at the top, you know how to play the game.
0: Yeah, well, he was diagnosed with some mental disorders before that was disclosed. And he does exhibit... I'm not a doctor. He made...
2: He made, he, he made Alex Jones look nervous, dude. Bro, that was how do you that, do that? That was hilarious how
1: do you make alex jones Alex Jones to come back and be like 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 condemn basically everything he got went on his show to talk yeah. about well he was on the show he's and like he was, i say some crazy conspiracy yeah, shit like, but nothing
0: this like this is ridiculous so let me ask
1: you guys this
0: let's let's create a conspiracy theory right now right so kanye already a little off before i'm not talking about right now now he went mm. full he went all the way on the deep end but always a little off right but maybe is he, he was maybe he was saying some shit that was a little bit like it was kind of like irking, you know, the people, mm. the, the puppeteers, people pulling the strings. <clears throat> yeah, and someone like that, it's not hard to push him over the edge a little bit, right? It's not hard to like when he goes to pick up his medications, give him the wrong medication, <laughs> or send <laughs> keep messing with him, subliminal yeah. messages, or just press him because you know he's gonna break. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what if that's what's going on, Justin?
1: Well, I mean, look, the last thing I dropped about the video games, like, look how easy it is for them to just put. Uh, those subliminal messaging and and things within what you're watching. Totally. Now so
2: what if easy. what if he what if he's just trying to get as much crazy attention so he can bring light to some other crazy shit like what's going on with Balenciaga? What I mean, if he if, like, need to bring light to that? It came out. <sighs> yeah, it didn't come out if it wasn't for him. What do you mean the ads? You're talking about everything else he said. Bro, that nobody was nobody was barking and talking about that until he came out first and the whole Balenciaga, him and Adidas and all that stuff Wait, came those out. And ads, then
0: those crazy ads, nobody was
2: looking nobody at Nobody was before? talking about that. Nobody. That's, that sucks. It all came out after his falling out with Balenciaga, and then that came out. Dude, I think it's Dude, so, that shit's been going on so forever disgusting. behind the scenes with them. Oh. You don't think that was like do you think that was art made up fucking just last week? Like, that had been going on like behind just, the scenes. I'm baffled by, like, the,
1: uh, the the type of selective outrage, you know? Yes. In terms of yes. what we get upset about and everything. Bro. It's like, why are we not more you, upset about, like, kids, like, dude, uh, being, like, portrayed in certain ways that, in front of pedophiles? Yes. You
0: got, like, you'll have somebody who will tweet something and say something about climate change and everybody's going to cancel them. Then you got this, like, obscene bullshit with kids, which, by the way, I need to say this real quick. Who the fuck are these kids' parents? Yeah. Who are these kids' parents? What kind of disgusting the parents? Shame
1: that like like bust them into to hang out with Michael Jackson.
0: It, like how depraved that's and different.
2: disgusting and and the shitty of a, of a parent are you? That's different, I think. To have your kid take really? a picture yeah, like that. Yeah, that's different. I mean, that was that's bad too. But I mean you watched that doc. Did you not watch the doc or did you did you yeah, cut it off I did, it I hard did
1: hard watch. watch it. And, uh, I did like like watch some parents got play, really like, they got
2: wooed. You know what I'm saying? Like you you got Yeah, they're
1: Star Chasers
2: and they wanted to promote their
1: kid, but like at the at the end of the day yeah. You knew what he was about, dude, and you're letting them hang yeah. out like by themselves. Yeah, that's a bad parent.
2: How? I disgusting. mean, this is even worse, though. I that I is like. what I think is crazy. Back to your, you know, selective outrage is the how many people are giving Kim Kardashian a pass? She's making she's making two million plus a year off of Blinciaga. Yeah. She wait when this all came out was silent for like four or five days, dude. Just cut your ties, it's, and then comes out and, that. And, and, and puts this like total piece, you know, you know PC type of like tweet. Yeah. In response to it trying to like dance both sides and then she keeps her fucking partnership yeah, no. and how were people Why? like how you are, don't have enough money already right. like she's already filthy rich it's like you like one of us passing on one of our smallest sponsors because we found out something about it that's paying us freaking dirt money and you, and then we'd still stick with them. Yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck? No, I don't
0: know, it makes man. Makes no sense. Then, well, it does. If you think that there's other t- connections and shit that it can well, lead
1: to. Speaking of connections and this kind of brings me into another like interesting kind of <laughs> conspiracy, conspiracy <laughs> floating around. So there was a guy that was a I crypto to the
2: magazine that you get. Where is this magazine?
0: Ah, people
1: send me them now. Like <laughs> I, they, they know I'm, I'm yeah. about it. You
0: know it, what, but, Justin, before you say that, I want to yep. comment something on the selective outrage. Did yep. you guys know that Apple in China, because there's a bunch of protests going on in China, like a lot. Yeah. Apple disabled their airdrop and disabled ways of sharing in, in China Dude. to prevent citizens from communicating about the protests That's awful, stuff. man. You know that they were told by the Chinese government to do that. Apple. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Bro, I had Apple so
2: news to talk about, and you just transitioned just That's okay. I want to hear what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll go it's, back to it. Yeah. ping pong, yeah. and then we'll go to You should because I wanted to talk about Apple. <laughs> we <laughs> had ahead. such a
1: smooth thing going on. Yeah, so this guy is a crypto billionaire, Right. Uh, apparently like puts out a tweet that like, you know, CIA, Mossad, whatever, like they're on to me and, and um, you know, like I may not make it through the night. I, I forget the tweet. It was like something along those lines. And then basically they find him, quote unquote, drowned uh in because he was trying to expose like in puerto rico and like all this like child trafficking and stuff oh, and wow. so he he's dead and like he literally like was tweeting about like, it what? uh beforehand uh to to kind of announce to people like hey pay attention like you know, and i won't around. kill myself if yeah and something? i'm not gonna kill me, like that kind oh, of a thing and then he wow. drowns
2: conveniently then he just
1: drowns yeah how is
2: that a, i don't even see how that's a conspiracy theory uh, to me, yeah. if, if someone said to tweet right. out that I am not going to kill myself, and I'm they gonna, do, and they do, it's because they're scared to death, and then they get killed. Like how much more evidence? Well, those would, are the ones I
1: pay attention to, right? It's like it's it's not it's it's kind of like well, this is this is just like I'm 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 paying attention and I'm watching how things are transpiring.
2: Did either one of you guys uh, actually watch the Justine series on Netflix? No. Oh yeah, what? I know. Um, conspiracy told me
1: guys? About, I know you told me about it. I haven't seen it's it. Really? It's on
0: Netflix. It's already past conspiracy now. It's like people know. Right. We're into the shit that knows. Yeah, we're, oh, we're in the underground stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see that. No, it's yeah. worth it's worth watch. I'm only like halfway through it, but it, it was it's interesting to see what what she came from and then how she got into got into all that and everything like that. But mm. I, we can talk about it after you guys watch it. But um, Apple, you want to hear some Apple rumors? Yes. Yeah. Was- um, the they have potential. Like you, you heard of the shakeup at Disney, right? With uh, Iger and and uh, yes. So the CEO came back. Yes, and he is one of the ones that is most likely to potentially sell Disney. the The rumor is that Apple may be the one buying Disney. Imagine the the, the, the power of the two of them. I mean, they would if you combine their forces, they now would have a third of like the streaming power when you, when that's true. And by the way, this is moving in the direction of what I said for the longest time, that eventually there'll be like monopolies that will have all the streaming services. We won't have all this, a la carte. It's not going to last. And this is, then this is the speculation is that just like what happened in the phone, the the phone business. Right. At one point we had like 10 different types of cell phone or uh, cell phone companies, AT&T, the singular, all the, all these different ones that we had, there's like three now. So the same thing's gonna happen in streaming, like I said at the beginning, is you're gonna have all this all a la carte right now, and then now the big some, some big monsters are gonna team up so they can have control of that many people. So
1: I'm confused with the whole Disney thing because it, it's always back and forth. Like, oh, they're hurting because of, like, the last numbers of this movie flop or or their parks aren't really, like, back up to what they're running. And then I'll hear, like, completely opposite information. Like, oh, they're
2: crushing it and they're is this Okay, Disney got hurt. Uh, uh, like, they had rough, some rough times, but they were... I mean Disney to me is still uh, up there with Apple as far as strong like like good business models good companies like it's funny we have these tech companies that aren't even profitable that we value at billions of dollars and some talk about how amazing they are and they're not even like yeah. cash rich and then you have companies like Apple that are extremely cash-rich. Disney's cash-rich. I mean, they ha- yeah. they are literally collecting tickets in yeah, their parks and selling company. merchandise. They, ha- I mean, they, they So were- a
0: couple of things about that. First is that it wouldn't be a monopoly, a real
2: monopoly. No, it's not, it's not exactly a monopoly. It's- You're
0: just saying that there's going to be bigger companies. Uh, yeah, sure. But remember, this is unlimited bandwidth because we're talking about internet. So unlike other spaces that are heavily regulated, where there's high barriers to enter into the market. That's where you see much more of these massive companies gobbling up smaller ones. Listen,
2: my argument isn't about like I'm not like uh, trying to t- tell everybody to worry about a monopoly. My point is that that's what I saw at the very beginning. Like th- it would go that way. That yeah, eventually them- a couple smart big companies would get together and be like, "Listen, together we can dominate this." And that's Shh. what you're going to see.
0: Yeah, sure. You'll see some you'll see combinations, but you're going to continue to see lots of com- Look, I'll tell you what. One of the biggest mistakes people make with markets, especially ones that are open, is they say, "Oh, this company Is never going anywhere. There's no way that they could possibly get beat. And we always see this every single time that that actually is not true. For example, there's that new AI bot that uh, people are talking about right now, the startup company. They're saying you can't even tell that it's it's an AI bot that's talking to you. And they're saying this
2: will overtake Google. Mm -hmm. Google, nobody would ever dare to say that. Yeah, but I see, okay, I don't, they say it's going to take over Google, but Google is also leading in that in that technology and in that space and they have some of the best of the best when it comes to engineers and like, so I don't know. I mean, they, some of the smartest people in the space are saying it, um, you know, I have a
0: cousin who works very heavily. Well, I
2: think, that. okay. So I think the people that are saying that I all in discussed that on their last all in podcast. And it, what they're saying is not so much. that It's going to take over the company, Google. It's how we search through Google is what, That's it'll what take I mean, over. It's, it's but gonna, Google could still own it. Mm. So Google could create that technology, and they're already the leaders in search with YouTube and Google. That they're most likely to be the ones to take advantage of that technology, not another company that's going to surpass. it I mean, because we'll they don't have. We'll all the- see
0: because that's what, that's what we said with social media. At one point, Facebook was so big and so strong, and then uh, they, you know, and then TikTok came, and then you know other other social media companies came, and, and so I think it's going to be very interesting. I think if if we see too uh, lots of regulation. Where we make the barriers into the market um, really really high, that's when you're going to see these companies stick around forever. But it's such a big bandwidth; it's really interesting. There's no, it's it's almost impossible to predict how companies stick around because we can't predict innovation. Like yeah. it's hard for me, like like we can't sit here and think, what's the next crazy invention or innovative thing that's going to happen? I mean, if we could, then we would be the ones.
1: We're seeing like more and more AI kind of coming in and, and uh, creating things with art and with music and, you know, now with search engines and yeah. things. It'd be interesting to see like where we're going to be in like a couple years. Oh, yeah. so, like, You, you
2: know, see that. What is it? Jenna, I think is the app or whatever that everyone's doing right now. What mm-hmm. is that? And, and I, I think you said something off air that I totally agree with is like, I'm so hesitant to just jump on the bandwagon of stuff like this with, yeah. with like people are so funny how quick they do after that face one that oh, was, that yeah. went, I just
1: feel like they're going to take all my pictures and all my shit off my phone. Just like that old, like age you app. Yeah. The one from, like, Russia. Aren't we funny, creatures,
2: how easily we are manipulated to give mm. that information? Just so I can look cool on Instagram? Yeah, it's fucking like, hilarious to me, right?
0: It is funny. It's none so easy. Are, None are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. That's a very true quote. I think that rings so who uh, said very that? true today. Oh, is oh. that Voltaire? I don't, I don't know. Like Maybe look that up, Who's, Doug. That?
2: who's Well, who's Voltaire? Uh,
0: Doug's going to have Voltaire. to look it up. Yeah, I just remember the quote, Adam. Don't push me. Oh, sorry. I, French, I, French <laughs> I remember much more about Sounds it. about I mean, I mean, who is it that
3: said that, Doug? We'll see. Uh, let's see, Van Gogh. Okay, yeah, sorry, right Johann v. V. Yeah. Wolfgang Van Gogh. There you go.
0: Um, you know what's I, interesting about the Apple thing with Disney? Steve Jobs started was with Apple, mm-hmm. then he left, and then he started he Pixar. Yep. Pixar got bought by Disney.
2: Yeah. Now Disney's looking to go with Apple. So uh, the speculation is that that what? that's part of uh, the speculation is that he's always had. He's always had an affinity for for Disney affinity? and a, yeah, affinity yeah uh, with with Disney and a relationship with them And beyond. And that uh, <laughs> if he was still around, that uh, he would be likely to sign with them. You think it's funny? No, no, oh, no.
0: Like you didn't hear Justin. Yeah. Oh,
2: he, you said infinity. He said it beyond. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I had so that. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. that's you. Yeah. Inter- That's interesting. So that was it. That's the speculation that it's. over. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's a that's a huge possibility. you also hear the news on uh, Amazon um, doing? So there was all this stuff about you know I love I, lo- I love watching what's going on with Elon and Twitter right now. It's so. Oh my God, it's, it's so great. It's. Did you see the post that Mike did the other day and all the hate he got? definitely Our friend Mike Matthews no yeah he did a post uh, about it and and I'm on Mike's side on this like I am I am just loving watching this and um I mean I don't know Elon but I, as as a serial entrepreneur I like him like hmm. side his who I don't well, know he's objectively
1: to either- did a good video on it too just on the overall what it takes to actually run a business I think people just like are completely know. unaware you know and for him to be Kind of have these harsh standards and get people all to have buy in. That's he's, a huge thing. He's objectively the greatest entrepreneur
0: of yes. the of the of
2: and modern the, times. Okay, that's so and that fact. and I can I can say that right. Yes. I can say that. Yeah, you're not saying he's a great guy. Great, yeah, dad, you know, right. Yeah. And I, and I think it's so funny how defensive people get if like you say something like that, like oh you're just dick riding him, and oh you're just like every other bro that thinks he's just. It's like no, it's not, it's like. The, have you not seen what the dude has built yeah. like, you you're not saying you're letting he's him babysit your kids you're yeah.
0: just saying yeah. he's a crazy good my wife. that's for damn sure huh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> I hang out with my wife that's for sure <laughs> yeah he's got baby fever dude watch gotta, out
0: him and Nick no. Cannon are going to so, are going to Genghis Khan anyways a anyways
2: <laughs> uh, I totally got I sidetracked with that sorry um I mean, there was all this stuff that came out just last week or the week before about everybody dropping their advertising on Twitter. Yeah, no big deal yeah. Guess what? They're all coming back. Yeah. Amazon just announced that they're back to there advertising is. with Twitter and that they're going to spend over a hundred million dollars. Money talks, mm. man. Oh my god. I
0: tell you, man, I'm happy I got back. I went on Twitter after I got booted off Instagram. I feel like it was like serendipitous because that's the place to be. I'm telling you, go through there right now. It's the cool kids are. It's a good time.
2: So is the, is the $8 blue check thing official yet? I have no idea. I have zero idea. Yeah, I don't know if it's... it's, I know that they said they were going to do it. Do you know if it's a thing, Doug? I don't know.
0: I'm God,
3: we're so
2: terrible. This is why we hire young people to work with us, Andrew. Do you yeah, know? exactly. I'm way
3: too old for this. Andrew's still. Oh, well, you're too. already
2: getting too old and worthless. God, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to get. A, <laughs> we, we need am we need talk. a younger you, buddy. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Doug's like eight dollars. I used to be able <laughs> to buy a house for eight dollars. <laughs> 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 why, Doug? Shit. Why don't you do one of our commercials? <laughs> why Doug's <laughs> doing that? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: actually, I did want to bring up one of our sponsors. Supposed to talk about live on, and I wanted to talk about liposomal technology. So I, I wrote down some notes because Livon's supplements use liposomal technology. This is a pharmaceutical technology used in, uh, in very few supplements, but it's also used in pharmaceuticals. So they're tiny vesicles that are made out of the same material as your body's cell membrane. So when you place supplements inside the liposomes, they can be used to safely deliver the medication to specific areas of the body to treat whatever disease or amount. So basically it protects the whatever is in there. From your digestive system, and it delivers
2: more of the compound to those selective tissues. Do you know how? Okay, so that's that used to be a thing that you would talk trash about. Certain supplements is you would take these supplements, uh, and the stomach acid alone would eat up most of it before yep. it even got to the areas yep. it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that was a common thing that, like you, you would people would talk trash well, about. Well, certain- think
0: about it this way: when I eat a fruit or a vegetable or meat, the nutrients that are found in those things are in the food which contains the fibers the fats the proteins and so we evolved to extract nutrients mm-hmm. we have to from break food down material first so. right so when i just take a multivitamin or a supplement and it doesn't come in something similar or in a way that can can survive through my digestive tract or get it to the right place it just gets destroyed or i just pee it out um, this is why supplementing uh, sometimes a certain nutrients you have to supplement such higher doses to get your your blood levels up higher versus getting them from food, for mm. example. So, mm. liposomal technology. Kind of does that, right? And and again, this is pharmaceutical technology, and Live On Labs uses it in in all of their products. So,
2: do you know how much more though? Like it, it protects to getting to those areas, like in percentage wise. No, I it? didn't pull up any. I didn't pull up any studies on it, but I do know that it, it's that, more expensive, obviously, to use. it. Well, that that's why not everybody does. Pharmaceutical
0: it. companies will use it specifically because it's super effective. So it's like mm-hmm. a proven technology. It's not some like hype whatever. What no, I love I, about
1: their company is they just spend all their money on like the form and
2: function of it. Like they're they're all about the, the no efficiency
1: money left, of it. No, no money left on for labor. Yeah.
2: No, no, it, <laughs> I, it does. I mean that's why I've always been okay with saying that is I feel like that's that's the truth. Yeah. I really think they said that the, their goal was not we want to compete with the, most the best impactful the best tasting, whatever it's version, like, Yeah, what yeah. is going to be the best at delivering these nutrients, dude? I got a
0: study for you guys. That's that's kind of crazy, Doug. Did you find something that you want? Yeah,
3: so it doesn't look like they went through with eight dollar check mark. Not it's yet. not. Okay. Yeah, they announced it and then they kind of rolled back. Uh, okay, so that was just okay. some. Feeling. All right, mm-hmm. so check
0: about. this out, dude. This is this, one, this, I guess, huh? this just came out last month, and this was out of uh, Israel's big study, and it's data from fifty three three countries shows that men in the regions that they that they tested are experiencing a significant decline in total sperm counts and sperm concentrations. So this is getting really bad. So the stu- they looked at um, New York, Denmark, Brazil, Spain, Israel, and the USA, and they did a meta-analysis. And you're talking about, so overall we're seeing a significant worldwide, this is a quote, right? Decline in sperm counts of over 50%. In the last 46 years. Dang. And and this decline has accelerated in recent years. Half. So 46 years ago, which everybody's like, that's a long time ago. That's not that long ago. It's not even, that's a generation. They had 50% more sperm than they do now. So if that happens again and again, we're done. Like, we're not going to be, we're going to be infertile. We won't be able to reproduce. All those tiny taints out there. This is (laughs) messed up. (laughs) Dude, this is literally... The scientists, this is a quote. You ready for this? Our findings serve as a canary in a coal mine. We have a serious problem on our hands that, if not mitigated, could threaten humankind's survival. Hmm. We urgently call for global action to promote healthier environments for all species and reduce exposures and behaviors that threaten our reproductive health. So this is, uh, this is wild. This is
2: insane. Do you do you believe we're moving towards a, a homogenous society? Do you think we're really pushing in that direction? I mean, that's what the that's what it's looking like, dude. And how dangerous do you think like the like what we what we're dealing with with these certain states that are allowing kids to change their gender at such a young age? Do you think this oh, is boy, making this this? Well, I mean, it's part of it, right? I mean, how can we not go there? I feel like
0: I think that's a different. I think that's my speculation on that might be a little different. I think uh, that identity crisis. You don't think those are connected? with low sperm count? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I, I, I will say that kids have always had identity crisis. We all went through it. Every kid goes mm-hmm. through it when you're an adolescent um, and, and teen. I think that the options now for making yourself feel more comfortable are, are, have changed. So whereas before you might be like, well, I'm gonna identify as a skater. Or I'm mm-hmm. a tomboy, or right. I like music. Now it's like, well, I'm this, I'm that, and, and very
1: socially influenced for sure.
0: Yeah, so there there seems to be something uh, going along uh, with that. But this this whole fertility thing is interesting because it keeps going down this route. It may mean in the relatively near future that the only way people are going to reproduce is by going through a fertility. Well, then let clinic. me ask you
2: this: How much do you think that's connected to low testosterone? Oh, it's with people it directly grip, grip strength and directly. and masculinity, and so. So I guess that's my I, where I'm trying to make that connection there is like this push against, you know, masculinity and we're moving in this direction of like, oh, you know, maybe you're not a boy, maybe you're a girl, maybe and we're I feel like that narrative has become more popular today than it was just a decade ago and de- are are there any correlations between the two or do you think they're completely
0: well i think it's all i mean there's a cultural thing that's happening but it's hard to separate from what might be happening i guess physiologically i do know that mental illness has exploded among kids Uh, anxiety and depression has completely exploded since the pandemic in fact i was talking to a friend of mine that's a that's a that they're a a psychiatrist and i asked him specifically have you seen this rise in kids and and he said oh he goes it's it was it was kind of steadily climbing but after, during and after the pandemic, he's like, it's insane. It's rampant. Now. Yeah, he says because a lot of you know, when you're a kid, you're you're I don't know, you're you're in your head a lot anyway. You don't feel like you fit in. It's challenging. Everybody knows that. Everybody's just challenging. Mm-hmm. But these kids were shut down at home. They were isolated by and they isolate themselves a lot now nowadays as well. And so it's more internal. It's even more internal and just blows up whatever bad feelings you have um, and so he's like yeah it's just terrible plus they're not active so we know this exercise diet strongly contributes to feelings of well-being and mental health that all went to shit and then in combination with that with us isolation i mean this is crazy but the, the fertility thing is literally a humankind ending event that's that's what hmm. people need to realize this is not just like a, oh my god this sucks this is literally if it dropped 56 50% in 46 years we are looking at potentially uh, uh, transforming mankind for the negative in a very short future where, and this, look, okay, so you know that clip when I was I was on, um, uh, what's uh, Josh Trent's podcast? It's wellness or wisdom? Wellness yeah. and wisdom. Wellness and wisdom. There's that clip of uh, of me saying the but biggest the lie. Th- yeah, the, the biggest yeah. lie told to men. basically it's that. You got you know, some hate for that, huh? I got a lot of positive, more than hate, but there's some people that don't like it because they don't want to, they want to believe the lie right that that getting married sucks that devoting yourself to one person sucks that having kids is terrible that it's way better if you don't be free go do what you want bang chicks buy cars make money consume 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 that's a big lie and it it's interesting i wonder how much of that is connected to this drop in fertility and this drop in other words like they're trying to sell us on it because it's going to be the future anyway hmm. where moving forward the only people are going to have kids are the people who are going to afford crazy fertility treatment and freezing their sperm and doing all that stuff. Like that's, that's, that could be our kid's generation, by the way, that's how fast it's, it's going down. So, that's,
2: that's wild to me where that's, that's the only time you'll have kids. You know, I try, I try and remember what, cause it wasn't that long ago that I was on the other side of that, that conversation. And I do remember when, when people would, would press the kids talk to me. I do remember Feeling defensive and I do remember Saying things like oh this misery loves Company that's what that is Uh you know I used To I used to be like that like Why if, if kids are so wonderful So great why do you feel the need that you have To get me to join your team Mm-hmm. and why why can't you just enjoy your kids and 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 be that way cuz i, used to I love my and i used to love my life and i used and to do I,
0: that to you but by the way if you were a shitty person i would not tell you to have
2: kids <laughs> yeah well i you're a
0: good that. guy you make a great dad that's why i used yeah. to tell you all the
2: time but, but I don't I, say I'm, that to shitty people what i'm trying what i'm trying <laughs> what i'm trying to do right now is my best to to recall those feelings that i had and to to try and unpack what's going through some of these people's heads when they when they comment yeah. on something like that and i do i remember I remember feeling a little defensive when people tried to tell me how, how much better my life would be. Like, you don't know who I am. You don't know how great yeah, my life yeah. is already. Like, what makes you think? And, and I also would connect it to, you know, there's a lot of people that have kids and their life gets worse. That's a fact, man. There's people that... It gets harder and there are shitty dads and they, you know, they don't see their kids. And now they just have another human they brought in this world that hates them and resents them because they're not would present. Would their
0: life be better without kids? That's the question I always have. Because people like using those examples of, of really shitty people who are really shitty with their kids. Mm. I think they're probably shitty ass people to begin with. And I don't think it would have been better. And I'm also, yes, of course you could pick, there's lots of people that. You know, if you look at them, you go, man, you should not be a parent. By the way, just getting someone pregnant, that's not what I'm talking about. When I say being a dad or being a mom, I mean you're, you you actively care for and you're trying to raise this kid. Now that you just got someone pregnant, any moron could do that. That's not what I talk about when I talk about this. But it, look, this is a fact, okay? If you're lucky enough to live a long life, if you're healthy and you can live to your 80 or 90, you better have something that you love more than yourself or you're screwed and that's it. So fine, you don't want to have kids. What do you have in your life that you truly love more than yourself? And people are like, my career, bullshit. It's You know, not your it's career.
2: so hard to tell somebody. It's so hard to tell somebody that that doesn't because um, I, I, we talked about this just the other day at the live event. I was talking to somebody about um, what was most uh, surprising to me when I had my son was that was the first time in my in my life in 40 years or or damn near 39 whatever it was uh that i had realized that oh shit i have never loved anything more than myself Mm -hmm. um but if you would have asked me before that oh i love katrina more than me i love my mom more than me oh i love my siblings more than me like i would say that but um until you actually feel what that feels like it I don't think you realize it cuz I didn't realize yeah. it and I would have I would have had an answer for someone who says like you know I would oh I love my career you know like you know, no funny. I don't. And
0: yeah it's true and it's like, like I, there are people that and I do I do want to clear there are people that do that don't have kids that do truly love something more than themselves they're typically volunteers they typically are really so like they're they're a monk or they go volunteer to for this cause that they just deeply believe in um, or they're deeply religious, like that's where you tend to find it. But most people who say, "Oh, I, you know, no, I love these other things," they're not that. And, I, and the other thing I say is, what the hell else are you going to do with the rest of your life? Like for reals, you're going to live a long time, and you're going to not potentially develop the deepest relationships you could possibly develop. Like I have a great relationship with you guys, great relationship with my wife. When you get to have a child, and you can from birth to till whenever, and then their grant their children. That's a relationship that you'll never that is the deepest potential relationship you could ever have in your entire life and you'll never experience that. And uh that that's a that's a sad thing. So it's it's a huge lie. Now, here's the truth, it's harder, costs more money, it's more stressful. That's true. Mm-hmm. But most things that are good are harder, more stressful and cost more money. Most things.
2: Well, not to mention it's it's the the only way I'm aware of for you to potentially live on. Yeah. Beyond your death. I mean, like, it's an extent your kids are an extension of of you and what you pour into them uh, to make them a a better version of yourself is the closest thing that I could think of that allows you to live beyond your death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. a part of you i mean and jesus anybody who's had a kid is it's wild when you see yourself in them you know with beha- things that just are ingrained that they, they they it's in their dna they didn't you didn't teach it even like there's times where uh, i catch moments where like my son will do something that like i haven't even taught him that and that's but that's a, that's me you know or that's mm-hmm. katrina like yeah. that's that's so wild when you think about that like that is definitely a part of you is in this thing that is going to I, live on and beyond I do you. Get,
0: I do get the tremendous responsibility, and why people maybe they're not honest with themselves. Maybe some people are honest with themselves, and they don't want to take on such a tremendous
2: responsibility. Like, that I was that was me. That yeah. was definitely. Like, I, I get it. That, like, was, I get that it. was me. I didn't want. It's a I, big deal. Yeah. I, I. So, and I think we should think of. Know, parenting like that. I think we should think of children like that. I think you should think of it as not like a, it's not like getting a dog. It's not like you know, picking up a hobby. It's literally you're going to impact somebody like that. Um, I think it's so important that you think about that. That's why I, I probably uh, overcompensated in that area. I overthought it because of my past that I was like, I'm not this, I'm not that. Yeah. I need to have so I probably overcompensated, I'm sure. But I mean, I feel like better that than the other way. Better that than to think it's going to be easy, no big deal, and you just have them to have them, and then you're not present, you're not around, and you don't do shit. Like to me, that's worse.
0: Yeah, the decision to have a kid doesn't end. You know, it's not like you did it. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, I did it. Oh no, there's a lot. Of, there's a yeah. lot of work and a lot of growth, and growth only happens when you're uncomfortable. And it, I mean, I don't know of anything that'll make you more uncomfortable than you know, having that reflection back yeah. at you for yeah, the yeah. next however many decades. Yeah. Or yeah,
1: I definitely think that, you know, that uh, our culture in general could do a better job of, I guess, portraying uh, parenthood and, and, you know, the value of it. And I think that, that that's something that's been lost uh, in a lot of content and a lot of um, things we see on TV. And, um, you know, just because inter- it is hard and it, it is challenging and it is a, a big responsibility. Uh, but just
2: like you said, much like anything else, um, they
0: sell it terribly. Media sells it, it as a shitty It's, thing it's interesting
2: they do because I mean, in our lifetime, we've seen that switch. Yeah, it wasn't like that when you were when we were kids, or definitely not our parents. Like growing up, like. Fatherhood was like yeah. a it there was a lot happening. of pride
1: uh you know associated with What do you it think what do you think
2: was the the tipping point? Like when like when did do you think Hollywood controlled it that much? Do you think Hollywood made the decision that I think mm, yes we're I gonna see make same, so You
1: see married with children, you see like all these dumbass dads. That's what I'm saying. So betray. obviously
2: I they 100 percent play a role. So what I'm asking is, did they did they are they the ones that made that switch? Like I, who I, who who decided that being a dad was no longer going to be cool anymore or something that is Listen, like...
0: if you're trying to sell products... Like, honorable. You're you know. trying to sell products, you know that the best people to sell to are not people who are really concerned about raising little kids
2: they that, make different decisions so? is that the thought oh my god is that the thought 100% you you want, or you is want that that you're, you're, you're more con- likely to have more money to spend because they don't have children that that's part so, of it so that's why we want that's go after part them. of it interesting. you make you make
0: different decisions you're less selfish you're you're way harder to manipulate like let me ask you guys this mm. how much harder are you to manipulate oh
2: yeah with scared well tactics no even and, the even the money thing you right. just said uh, I think it's I think it's really Look how int- much it changed you it's interesting how I spend money today now. Yes. just just because I had a kid like, and it wasn't like I had this formal conversation with myself. Like, oh, I'm going to now do this. It's like, I just naturally just started yeah. to do it. It's wild. Um, So that's an interesting Your thought. spending habits do change for sure. Oh, You're, big time. Your
0: spending habits change. You're, it's harder to manipulate you. It's harder to make you feel uh, like super shitty to do certain things. So, so was even before,
2: so was it even before though, Hollywood? Maybe it's just advertising in general. It started. Like, so like think of like the, the consumerism, mar- the Marble Man. Yeah, you know, It's like right. the what dude on the dude the on renegade the horse. guy that's just out there. Uh-huh. Or, you know, he's free. all about himself. I wish I Doug, you're the one that has the most insight because of all the years, like, what would you say? Uh, what would you say was the the turning point? Like, do you remember? Like, uh, you watched probably the Andy Griffith show when you were a kid. No. <laughs>
3: You know, I didn't watch TV when I was a kid. Oh, you did I didn't have a TV. Okay, you're obviously familiar with she it, though, the rocks. right? Like, I am familiar with you know what TV it. is, Doug? I do, yes. <laughs> it's that magical box. <laughs> <laughs> the picture box. I mean, so... I, the light show. Honestly, I I couldn't give you a time or uh, a situation
2: because I mean, you know, I would, mark would, that. Time. Would you guys agree that the Andy Griffith Show, the Leave mm-hmm. It to Beaver yeah, era, all was very still family. fatherhood? Family mm-hmm. is yeah, cool, for sure, for right? sure. Yeah. and Dad was.
3: Look, and then when it when when, when in that timeline, maybe did, it was in the eighties. Yep, I would agree. I would think it's you know, uh, Homer the Simpson, like you said, married with children, yep. uh, the bumbling dad. Um, yep.
0: Yeah,
2: a hundred percent. And and it, it's uh, it, I feel like we just jumped decades, though. Well, I'm trying to get, clo- trying to get closer to the like the shift. The like-
0: bigger the market became for consumers, the more that it became obvious. Um, look for for an, every ancient, you know, wisdom or old tradition or old, should I say, uh, I guess culture. A person's a lot of a person's value is placed on like how many kids you have. And yeah. Are you a, are you do you take care of your family? You know, like. Like oh you're what are you doing you're going out all night? Aren't you supposed to be home taking care of your, your yeah. family? Aren't you supposed to be loyal to these people? Like that's how it used to be. Now uh, it's like and then and then women are lied terribly too. They're told it's oppressive, which is
1: unbelievably uh, what a massive lie. I would say even like so 60s and 70s a little bit more self indulgence, more psychedelics, more like oh yeah you know free love and like like less like you know. Tie me down to traditional family, uh, nuclear family, you know, type of mentality. Like it started to kind of spawn off from there. I would say. Th- I would say.
0: Yeah, I think I would say the Marxism played a big role because there's there's a economic Marxism, and they got their asses kicked, obviously during the Cold War. So they moved the culture, and the message was uh, that um, having ch- that the, the the state should own children, having children is oppressive. That um, that your parents are the state. And that's who you should listen to. So,
2: I do think it's going to come back, though. I do believe it's going to be cool again. I do believe, and and I think we're definitely
1: on the extreme other end of that right now.
2: We yeah. go, and I don't know if it's going to get a little worse still before guys cuz we're we're pretty dumb as humans. Like I, it takes I mean, it takes us a while. It takes us just well, a couple of slaps in the face to like get everybody to wake up. Tell you know?
1: me you guys don't see this massive trend in men getting vasectomies at like 20, 30 years old.
2: What a I mean,
1: I can't believe how That's funny you brought that up. That is true. It's I like more Yeah, I've
2: never experienced that. Before they are
1: even like locked into a relationship or anything. It's like they're just like you know, taking care of that. So it's like it allows for this like freedom of uh, self-discovery or whatever, you know, however you want to brand it. But uh, it's interesting to me.
2: Yeah. No, that's 100%. Can you look that up, it's though? crazy. I'm curious about that. The, the increase in vasectomies, is it like mm. if we can see the stats on that? Because you're right, Justin, I uh, in just the last decade, I'd say – I know way more people that are doing that before the age of 30 mm-hmm. than I ever did Now, mind you, I'm older and I have older friends, so, that, so maybe that plays more of a role. I'm sure there's some sort of a bias there, mm. but that would be interesting to see if there's a rise in yeah,
3: that. Yeah, actually, between 2020 and 2021, there's been close to a 20% increase in the Whoa. number of childless men under 30 requesting vasectomies.
2: Wow. wow!
3: You know, th- but there's a that, lot of things uh, that feed into this. Bro, twenty percent
2: in one year increase.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. So, so that's Substantial.
0: So there's there's a lot of things feeding into this. One of these wow. is that humans are a parasite or a virus. I've seen all these people are like, humans should disappear so the earth can flourish. Wow! Like, what are you You're, saying?
1: So you think that's a little bit even related to, to the climate stuff? It's everything.
0: Everything. Wow. everything all, it's like it's so bad. Like, how many people have you heard say this? Why would I have kids? when we're just polluting this earth and destroying it? well, why do I have kids in this terrible place? Well, here's why. So you could raise good people. Yeah. Like, you want to fix things? Raise good people that are going to innovate, work hard. Also, you be, be, honest. To be a kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah, here's another maybe interesting maybe, thing. Maybe, Let's here, know, like, I don't understand. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, so after the Roe versus Wade, there was a staggering increase of over 850% for the search term, where can I get a vasectomy? No. Oh, so okay. i mean so i think mm. that's an, another cause for that maybe interesting yeah.
0: interesting wow. yeah very interesting yeah, well a... i mean you can wear a condom <laughs> so, yeah there's measures yeah you know because yeah, no. vasectomy to protect you from stds isn't that interesting yeah people don't think too much yeah. sometimes don't uh, we have we have caldera as another commercial oh dude day, did i tell right? you guys uh i saw a, a random dude uh probably in his 50s using it at the gym he actually pulled that out of his bag and was putting it Oh really? His, no yeah way. and I'm like, "Hey, how do you like him? And he's like, "Oh, I really like it." This and that. I'm like, you know, like, "Where would you hear about it?" And I was hoping he would
2: say, like, "Do you recognize me?" You know. <laughs> uh, The Journeyman actually. Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> but he was it's, it's I've now seen, I'm now I've now seen it. That's the second time now I've seen it out in There they're,
2: they're obviously uh they're making a huge push uh, advertising wise right now because it, I've had a handful of people and I've brought it up I think before. That are like like friends from Katrina's like old work, or like a, a friend of a friend who doesn't know me that well or what that, and then but the scene that has seen us on the commercial and we're like, oh my god, Adam's famous! I saw him on this <laughs> like because of their, their their them and Viore their yeah. two commercials they've been. They've been pushing those so hard that I've had like a a small wave of people that have come in that were just unaware of what we even did that Mm -hmm. are now like seeing us on the commercials. Yeah, Yeah, no, I've seen it a few times now. It's 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 good stuff. I think they're blowing up. So, Doug, are you are you consistently using the eye stuff every day? You are now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what is your routine? Okay, because you're you're using like me. You're using. I'm not. That's the only one I'm not consistently using. So, I I use the. I think it's clean slate is what I use in the shower to wash your face with. Yes. Then Mm -hmm. I use the what's the cream
3: called? uh oh boy right uh here. yeah right there it's called the base layer base, yeah, layer, base
2: yeah. layer uh-huh and then the serum
3: yeah when do you use the the eyelid stuff so i use the uh the good which is the oil yeah at night okay? okay in the day i do the clean slate in the shower and i use the the cream and then i do the eye stuff after that you
2: don't have the serum on right now
3: no i don't wow he he looks looks yeah, you look beautiful like
2: Yeah, you're glowing Well, thank you.
3: (laughs)
0: Gorgeous. Hey, Doug, I sent you. Good lighting in here. Real quick, just to end this off, I just have to show this picture. I think Justin will crack up at it. Can you pull up this picture I sent to the group text? This is a picture post snowball fight, Princeton versus uh, a Princeton freshman versus sophomore snowball fight in 1893. (laughs) Okay, so look at these guys' faces. Oh, Scroll God. down more. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> those weren't snowballs; those were
0: Bro. ice balls, dude. Oh, oh hey, <laughs> with did, rocks. We're talking about how much you know, times have changed. Hey, play, play, like that. plenty that's of, a snowball plenty
2: <laughs> swimming around a, there, dude. That's, that's a sperm.
1: legit snowball. Yeah.
2: Hey, we can't hang up either. Before one of you guys uh, recommences, you guys have oh, somebody. Oh, Arthur heard... Brooks.
0: I got to mention Arthur Brooks. I know we've talked about him before. I love him. He's uh, he's got to be.
2: What is his? Is he? Does he tweet more or Instagram more? Where do you, you know, follow him the most? I both, but um, I, I went on his.
0: Instagram, and here's a wonderful quote that he said. Arthur Brooks is he's a he's a professor. Is that what his Instagram yeah. handle is?
2: He is writes for the Arthur Atlantic. Brooks. Yeah, yeah,
0: so Arthur C. Brooks is his Instagram. Check out this quote. It's very nice. The secret to happiness isn't falling in love; it's staying in love, which depends on what psychologists call compassionate love. Love based less on passionate highs and lows, and more on stable affection, mutual understanding, and commitment. And again, he's an expert on happiness. So great page. If you want to feel good, he's One of the few social media pages that you can go to and feel better after coming off. Oh, absolutely. Hey, what's up? You got to check out one of our longest running sponsors, Organifi. They make organic performance enhancing, uh, body enhancing supplements. I actually helped design their latest product called Peak Power. If you like pre-workout supplements, but you want one that's natural, That's not going to make you feel overly stimulated. Something that's going to give you smooth, consistent energy that lasts, no crash. Peak power. Give it a try. It'll blow away the pre-workout that you're currently used to. They also have other products, but that's the one I'm recommending right now. Go check them out. Go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump. And then use the code Mind Pump for 20% off. All right, here's the rest of the show.
3: Our first caller is Stephen from Pennsylvania.
4: Stephen, what's happening, man? How can we help you? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, Yeah, it's awesome to be on. Thank you for having me. Um, I was at your guys' live event in Ohio a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I only got to meet Sal because the lines are so long, but it's uh, really cool to be on with all of you guys. Well, having me. he tends to
2: have the shorter lines. So, yeah. We're, that we're pretty time. popular.
4: <laughs> Sorry we about got that. got that in before I could say <laughs> anything. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'll hop in. Um, so I'm 27 years old. I've been uh, conventionally weight training for about 12 years now without really taking any time off. Uh, the most time I've ever taken off was about, for about 12 days for my wedding just recently. Um, I'm a trainer. I track my calories and food accurately and consistently. Bulk to about 13 to 15 percent body fat, and cut down to about 8 percent body fat, and have a lot of experience with training nutrition in general. Um, six foot two. I'm actually about 205 pounds right now, with a total of 102 pounds of skeletal muscle mass currently, plus or minus 11 percent body fat, uh, since I'm bulking at the moment. I've gone through MAPS, MAPS Anabolic, Aesthetic, Split, Power lift Performance. I uh, just recently started MAPS Strong, so about two months in, maybe a little less than that. Uh, and I've noticed my body's getting like pretty beat up, like more than usual. Uh, lower back seems to be more sore than usual, assuming that's because of the amount of hip hinging. But I've also noticed some excessive joint pain in my shoulders and elbows. So I was wondering if you guys have any advice on how to mitigate the potential for injury an excessive joint strain with a higher volume and uh, program with heavier compound lifts like MAPS strong and where you think I would benefit most moving forward?
2: Yeah, no, Pro- it's common. Probably pulling back on the work sessions a little bit, yeah.
0: That's yeah. it. I mean, it, you know, anytime you're doing a workout and you're starting to notice the signs that you're not recovering fully and you start to get joint pain and you feel like you're overworked, um, the first thing I would do is, redu- is reduce the intensity. And then the second thing I would do is reduce the volume. Um, or you could do both at the same time. You could take the volume and intensity down to, um, significantly. So I would cut the volume down by like a third, cut the intensity down by a good third, and then do that for a little while until you start feeling really good. Um, when we create the programs, we create them for kind of a general avatar, Mm -hmm. but you got to listen to your body. And there's lots of circumstances that can change in your life that can make a program more or less suitable. So I'm not saying this is you, but... You know, perhaps sleep is different than it was before. Uh, Maybe there's more stress in your life. Diet, maybe not as good. Or just, it's just too much, uh, you know, volume and intensity um, cumulative uh, for your body. And the answer is not to eat more, push harder, work through it. The answer is to scale back, bring it back and give yourself a good three, four weeks of that until you're feeling really, really good. And what'll happen in that that scale back period is you'll actually find yourself building muscle and getting stronger. And the reason why I'm saying that is a lot of times people think scaling back means reducing their potential for results. Studies are quite clear on this, that the, the deload weeks or the taking time off when somebody's training really hard is when they typically see the most gains. So it's exciting on both avenues. You feel better and you'll start to see uh, progress simultaneously.
2: Yeah, there's no like one answer for this because there is a lot of different things you do. You mentioned low back and then and attributing that probably to a lot of the hip pain. There is definitely a lot of posterior chain work in, in Strong, super aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, one way would it be to take a lot of those compound lifts and scale back one set. Another way would be like if there is a simple one exercise that you find way more taxing than others, maybe replace that with something. This is where I would use maybe machines or maybe like an isometric type of exercise or a different movement altogether to replace one of those movements that you feel are taxing another option would be to look at the work sessions because I know in Strong, the work sessions are probably-
0: They're harder than the foundational. Yeah, they're the most intense,
2: uh, you know, off, quote unquote, off foundational days that I think we have in any of our programs. And so that's probably where I would look is I'd probably be like, I'd, I'd really pull back. Maybe I would completely- eliminate the way they're programmed and actually and sub in like a a prime pro type of or like a more More like
1: trigger sessions instead of work sessions because i agree i think it's probably the most demanding program we have in terms of like in combination on those frequency builder days like we we up the intensity in terms of you know those work sessions are pretty pretty exhausting pretty demanding and then on top of that all that emphasis on posterior chain on on you know the foundational day so i would i would investigate in that and like Maybe replace it with some trigger session or some mobility focus.
0: Yeah, Stephen, literally yeah. cut the volume, cut the intensity, cut the volume, and give yourself about three weeks of that and see how you feel. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll bet you that you'll feel stronger um, and and actually put on a little bit of muscle through that process.
4: Okay. Do you guys have any advice or, like, um, recommendations for, like, replacing deadlifts? Because I have deadlifts today, and, um, I mean, my my lower back is definitely pretty shot um my i take a lot of like pride in my form like how like how well i i my technique is um i don't but i don't know why but i i think it is just the hip hinging and the posterior chain work but uh i don't know if i should just cut them out completely and like move, like to like the second movement um I don't know if you guys, like, I've had a hard time finding a direct replacement for them.
0: Well, how about, how about single leg? I was just going to say, how know, about
2: do some single leg right now? I would do single leg toe okay. touches without resistance, in fact. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, or, yeah. or,
2: or light dumbbell type of work with that. I think, I mean,
0: mean, depends if your back's really feeling it. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. If my okay. back's really feeling it with deadlifts, I'll do single leg toe touches and go slow and balance. And I won't use any re- resistance other than my body. And that usually does the trick for me. Do you have map symmetry, by the way?
4: I do not No. Okay.
0: That would be the program I would follow next. And then do you, are you, do you have prime pro or prime?
4: I have both. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. I would do prime pros kind of mobility work. If you do cut out a work session, you can make it like a 45 minute mobility session with stuff from prime pro, but symmetry would be where I'd go next for sure.
4: Okay, cool. All
0: right, man. Awesome.
4: I do have a follow up real quick. Um, so my wife who introduced me to you guys originally a few years ago, she is, uh, she's a kettlebell coach and i know you guys got this question uh i think a few weeks ago i think i remember but she is really hoping you guys could put together like an unconventional training uh, yeah. program I've had a lot um, of
1: uh, questions for that yeah
4: yeah it could be could be cool she does a lot of like kettlebell training and uh as she does for a living so i think that would be really cool if you guys put something together like that I mean I really I love strong it's a lot of fun I've done performance that was a lot of fun too so this is just not what I'm used to um, so I think something like that could be pretty cool
0: yeah that's we, we get people asking about that and uh, we did mention like an old-timey yeah old-timey yeah, kind of program yeah, yeah which uh, which I would I mean we might be able to combine the two yeah. or just do one or the other So
1: I think at this point too I mean there's other like we're getting into more niche categories because we've kind of hit with broad strokes, uh, most of what's out there. So I think, you know, it may make sense in the future to really kind of dive into cool stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah.
4: Cool. Thanks for awesome. the Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate
0: it. I got appreciate it right you. on.
4: All right, guys.
0: Yeah. This, this message goes out to the fitness fanatics. I want to be, I want to be clear with that because the average person who struggles with consistency probably isn't going to benefit from this, but you know, when I, and I'm a fitness fanatic, right? And recently I hit a, a, a lifetime PR in my deadlift and I'm hitting some PRs in overhead presses and stuff. And the biggest thing that I did that can, to contribute, cause I did a few things, but the biggest contributing factor was literally doing less than I thought that I should. In other words, mm. I'll scale back volume, but I scaled it back to a point that where I said, okay, this is where I think it should be. I'm going to go even further back and my body just responded. And the reason why I'm communicating that is uh, we think we're self-aware. When you're a fitness fanatic, you love the pain, you love the workout so much. You think you're aware of the appropriate intensity and volume but you're probably not, so assume that you're not and take it back even further from that. And that's, again, that's to the fitness fanatics.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's definitely the message for uh, the ones that have been the most consistent lifetime lifters, yep. the ones that are in the gym all the time, need to hear uh, that because it's just been ingrained in their head. Because they get so much momentum and seen so much results uh, just by showing up and putting the work in and then adding more work, now they may be at a point where just pulling back is going to have a substantial uh, result.
2: I, I like this question a lot because the the strong when we wrote strong, you have to keep in mind that we're yes, we were writing for the general population, but we also wrote it hoping to help anybody who was getting ready for a strong competition that it would they would benefit. Right. And, I, and I remember talking to Robert Oberst when we were and the importance of uh, building that gas tank and yeah. that resiliency. And so, you know, if you were going to compete, uh, it would be more important to kind of, you know, push through for mental fortitude purposes in something like this versus the general pop who's just trying to get the biggest bang for their buck from the programming. It makes way more sense to scale out or even potentially eliminate some of those work sessions because of what their how their body's talking to them. You're not a full time strong athlete uh, athlete. So you're utilizing some of the, the tools from there. To me, that's a, a perfect example of somebody's like, listen, this is where you're not quite taking it to their extreme level where you scale back a little bit on that. And I think that's the important takeaway.
0: And, and the mental shift is this, that if you're doing a program, even a well-written program, you're following a MAPS program, well-written, you know, very thoughtful, right? If the program is making you feel beat up or your joints are hurting um, or you feel overtrained, there's nothing wrong with you. So it's not wrong with your body. Because I know some people are like, well, well, they wrote this program, so I'm just going to keep pushing through No, no, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with the program. Modify it. Modify it so that it starts working for you. Don't be
3: afraid to do so. Our next caller is Angela from New York. Hi, Angela. How can we help you?
5: Hi, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm a huge fan, so I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm just going to read my question. Um, So I'm a relatively new trainer, and I'm confused about programming. So NASM says to start with a phase on stabilization. So a lot of unilateral exercises, ball exercises. Um, And then I look at anabolic and I've also done aesthetic and the pre-phase, which also addresses muscle imbalances, has all traditional exercises just with lower sets. Also NASM typically starts with hypertrophy, not strength, which I've noticed um, is different with both of those programs as well. So my question is, where do I start just an average person who wants to build muscle? And then I was also wondering, is this something that I would learn from the Mind Pump NCI group? And then if so, how do I join that?
0: Okay, great question. So first off, we're way better than NASM. No, I'm just kidding.
6: <laughs> no, so, okay.
0: no, no, here's the deal. I, I want to be real clear here, okay? We write programs uh, for the general population. We have to design it for a an avatar. None of our programs will ever compare to what a good trainer can do for an individual client, okay? So... NASM is trying to teach you how to create programs for the typical deconditioned client. So what they're telling you is, is actually correct. Now, Maps Anabolic, Maps Aesthetic was not were not designed for the deconditioned beginner. Okay, they were designed for somebody who's got some experience with strength training, can do those exercises with relatively easy control. And Maps Anabolic doesn't start with the with a uh, strength phase. It starts with pre phase which is higher repetitions, then you move to phase one. But if you were to start our programs as a complete, like a deconditioned client, you would start with something like Starter. Mm-hmm. You would incorporate things from Maps Prime and Maps Prime Pro. In fact, as a trainer, Angela, I'm gonna ask you this question with at risk of Adam losing his shit. Do you have Prime and Prime Pro?
5: No, I, I don't. I'm oh sorry. God. And I just missed it on the sale too. I swear I'm brand new, but yeah, I right.
0: no excuse. Well, I'm gonna to i I'll send you Prime because I think that's gonna be the most one of the most valuable things you could get. I think you should also look into Prime Pro. Both of those okay. are gonna be super, super valuable with our clients uh, when you work with them. But our programs are I mean, they're written with a particular person in mind. And, I mean, we did create some for the total beginner. But, I mean, look, a a personal trainer who's good is going to be able to assess someone individually, look at them, watch them as they train, modify on the fly. Like, that's the best.
1: If I were to kind of construct... using our programming. And, and if I was like a, a trainer and I'm, I'm addressing somebody that's just coming in for the first time, prime is definitely where I start to be able to assess like where to kind of navigate with that, that client first and foremost. And so that could lead me back into prime pro, which is there's some, some serious dysfunction and some serious imbalances that we need to investigate and dive into and, uh, you know, reinforce, uh, with strength and stability, Or, you know, maybe we're going forward and they've never lifted weights before so that we get into starter. So we work on that instability, but we're also starting to add some load. Or if they're not ready for load, maybe we go into, um, you know, maps anywhere because we don't use any load. We're using body weight. We're using a lot of corrective exercises within that program uh, to really build that kind of foundation. And then from there, you know, maybe, Maybe we get through that and we get into, you know, map symmetry because now I'm, I'm addressing, you know, both sides of the body and I'm trying to make sure that, uh, you know, we're not neglecting any kind of dysfunction and strength in that uh, capacity. So we do have that, the, these sort of precursors going into, uh, you know, your, your maps anabolic and your, our kind of foundational staple uh type of of workout programs but um i I think too we don't really address that because a lot of times like people that are drawn to our podcasts are somewhat familiar with the gym or somewhat have a handle on working out uh but in terms of like coaches that follow us like that would be sort of my prescription totally
2: i'm glad that you went that way this is the exact same direction i was going, and this is a reminder for me that we need to create a trainer bundle that would include i think all the the
0: like I'd, the sequence right yeah,
2: yeah the, not only the sequence but the the programs i think that would most benefit like the the client from beginning to at least like the first year of training and what that would look like is prime prime pro starter resistance any, would anywhere. probably be there yeah, Anywhere's resistance. in there right so and 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 to justin's point the very first one so when you when you first meet a client you do an assessment i'm assuming if you have an asm you probably do the basic squat assessment and you look at their imbalances and and address any aches or pains so our maps prime is a even more thorough assessment so we have the the squat in there we have the windmill in there and then we have a wall test in there so we actually have three tests And each and we break the body up in three quadrants and in in each one of those you have, okay. if they break down, they fail this test. These are the exercises they need to do to fix it. And we teach you that in that. So it's an incredible tool for a trainer. And based off how dysfunctional their movement is would really dictate what program of ours I would take them. Justin's point, let's say they're super deconditioned, advanced age, can't handle any sort of load. So then I'm going to probably use something like anywhere or our suspension program where it's just Mm -hmm. body weight type of movement that that I feel very safe with. Okay, let's pretend they're a little more advanced. Like they actually have a decent squat, but they, they're they still, this is brand new. Oh, well, maybe I can go right into anabolic. Or maybe I see a lot of discrepancy from left to right. Like everything on their left side's messed up. They have shoulder rolls forward on one side. They have an asymmetrical shift in their squat. And I see a lot of imbalances from left to right. Oh, I might go to symmetry. I'm going to start them on symmetry for the first program because we address isometrics and unilateral movements all in symmetry. That's what that program is designed around. So really... No matter what the client, uh, who the client is, or what level they're at, we have created a program for them. So there is something for that person, and and you decide that as a coach and as a trainer based off of going through like Prime and assessing them. Another thing. So another thing I want to give you. So Sal already sent you Prime. And so I also want to give you free access to our forum because we have a lot of other coaches and trainers in there and this will be a great resource for you as you're coaching clients. Like say you take them through Prime and you're like, hey, I noticed this and this. What would you guys suggest? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I point this person in what direction? You're going to get And they'll
1: answers. help you modify it and, and tailor it a little more specifically to the individuals. So that yeah, always helps.
0: Yeah, because you're new, I would suggest using our programs as a, as a, as a skeleton, a scaffolding. And then through the programs, modify the exercises to meet uh, the client's needs. But the most valuable ones for you are Prime, Prime Pro, and Starter. Those will be the three that I would say are the absolute most valuable that are probably going to apply the most to your beginner uh, clients. But again, we're going to send you Prime and we'll give you access to the forum so you can ask questions uh, for other more experienced trainers.
5: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So then two questions. Um, So why do they start – so again, with like the NASM, they – say, okay, start an eight to 12 hypertrophy yeah. rep range. But then when you're looking at like anabolic after the pre-phase or even, I think with I haven't done aesthetic in a while, but I think that one starts with, um, lower rep range as well. Yeah. Like, I, is there any rhyme or reason to, I do. to that?
0: Absolutely. So do you, you work out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before you found mind pump and maps anabolic and all that stuff, what rep ranges did you normally work in?
5: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to start,
0: 12. I'm going to start you off in the one that's going to give you the most bang for your buck And I'm going to blow your mind. And then you're going to love MAPS. And that's why I started the original MAPS Anabolic with a low rep phase. Um, So, But if I'm working with the everyday average person, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to individualize it to to the person. But I know, we know that the average person listening to us who works out somewhat probably never trains. In those low rep ranges, let's a power lifter. Which, by
2: the way, okay, so, and, and let me give you two examples of how I could take MAPS anabolic and completely utilize it for two different people and different. So let's say I assess you and um, we're, we're talking and, oh, how do you normally train? You're like, oh, I love to train in the high rep range. I love supersets or circuit training. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm going to run you through MAPS anabolic phase one first and, and, and so forth. Let's say you're the opposite. Maybe I get you and you're like, man, I I love strength and I I always tend to lift really heavy and I and I don't like supersets. I'll flip anabolic on you. That's right. I'll run in phase three. I'll start you in phase three, then go two, then go one. So it, okay. you and you as a coach have this ability to kind of modify that. And you know, just to piggyback off of what Sal said, what was so brilliant about him doing that, I remember when I first looked at Anabolic when he sent it over to me was I knew that that was a majority of my female. First of all, uh 60 to 70% of my clientele was female. 60 70% of the people that I was helping did not, you know, train heavy. They liked they tend to train in the more hypertrophy, lightweight, lots of reps. And so the idea of getting that client to start in a strength phase, it always blew their mind because they it, you know, it was so novel to their body. So that's why I love that he did that. But that doesn't mean that I would not you know, flip it on its head for somebody who told me that, oh, I always strengthen. Well, if you always strengthen, I know by putting you in phase three, you're going to see more results right out the gates because of that. And that's where the coaching part on your part, you, know, you take our programs it's and the, modify. It's the
0: reason why most people love phase one the most of MAPS anabolic. It's because the, it's the one that they do the least. That's, that's just most mm-hmm. people.
5: And then would you cater that, you know, obviously with an individual program, everything would be specific to the client, but if they're starting, for example, in a fat loss phase and they're in, you know, a cut, would that impact how you're going to do their, their reference? No. No.
0: Look at, look at resistance training through the lens of building muscle and building strength. That's it. Cutting, bulking, that's a diet thing. And the goal with strength training or resistance training is always to try to build muscle. At the very least, what will happen in a cut is you'll preserve the most muscle with the right strength training program. So don't look at your strength training program and say, which one's going to burn the most fat, which one? No, no, no. It's always about building muscle. It's the diet that takes care of the fat loss. Okay, great.
5: Thank All right.
0: you. No problem. Thanks for calling uh, in. Last oh,
5: Last yeah. question. Sorry. How do I join? Cause I, I Googled it, but I didn't see anything. Do you still have that, that mentorship program? With oh, with NCI, NCI. Oh, let's
0: yes. ask that. Yeah. For a second, uh, Doug, maybe Doug can find the link for us. Is it, is it NCI mind pop or
3: it's, Mind Pump NCI or NCI Mind Pump? What is it <laughs> yeah, give, give us a second. Well, well I think
2: goes. we have links for both of them, and one of them sends to one and one. Uh, there are two different things that they're sending to. Yeah,
3: yeah. it might be Mind Pump NCI. Let me double check. Yeah, let's double
0: check it so we can get it here on the on the podcast. Because we'll send you the link also through email uh, when you them. get your free Maps Prime program. You know, it looks like both of those work. They do, and well, they both send you the same place. No, no, they
2: don't. They're two, two different places. One of them is like the our coaching that we do yeah. every Wednesday. And then the other one is like in, in getting involved in like their their programs and all their stuff. So which
3: one's the
0: coaching? Because that's what she's interested in.
3: It's strange because they're both going to the same page right N-
2: now. mindpump.com
0: All right. Let's go there. And uh, that's where you can get yourself signed up. So we'll see you, I guess, uh, maybe next week because we do this once a week. We get on there and we talk to trainers. Yep.
5: Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Right, Thanks, Angela. Angela. Thank you.
0: I love new trainer questions. Because yeah. it's a good question, right? Because it's a good you're get, reminder. You're going through NC, You're going through. Excuse me, NASM. You're looking at our programs, and because you're not quite familiar with what's going on, you're like, "This is conflicting." Really Who do to, I listen to. We
2: really need to make a trainer bundle. I, yeah. I agree. We really need to make a bundle of what we would consider like most the, valuable for trainers. Yeah, the core like five programs, and then how we would utilize them to get most all clients started uh, in, in the train process. I just think that we get this too much.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I totally agree with you. But yeah, I, you know, I'm glad you asked those questions because uh, people might actually think that the phases in some of our programs are because it's progressing you uh, from like level. It's not. So the, the reason why, the reason why they're called phases and not levels is because it's not like you're advancing to the next level. It's just a different phase, mm-hmm. and one phase is not more valuable than the other because it does more reps or less reps, it's more valuable than the other because it's the one that your body needs at the moment. So you can definitely flip the phases uh, depending on where you start. It's just most people are not power yeah. when they first buy one of our programs. Most people work out in that- supersets high rep, higher rep type training
1: yeah and we did try and address a lot of the um, new lifters coming in and with these other programs we don't highlight probably enough so i i'm glad that uh you know we can get somebody to have us highlight them a bit more and and bring them to the service because they're very valuable for trainers coaches and also uh, totally. the very beginner
3: our next caller is aaron from missouri aaron what's happening man how can we help you
6: Hey guys, thanks for having me on. You got my it. wife and I, we've been listening to you guys since like 2021 um, in the middle of the pandemic. I've actually gone back and listened to, I'm sh- pretty sure, almost every episode wow. um, and then listen to you guys currently. But my question I want to give you first and then give you a little bit of background is what is the best way to determine what my fitness goals should be at every stage of my life? So at first, my wife and I started listening to you. We were in the middle of the pandemic, you know, gained weight like probably most every during the pin, and we really wanted to get back into shape so we found your podcast started cutting our calories back and we were actually going through the maps anabolic youtube free videos and i just want to say as a side note to anybody that's out there listening wondering if that program's worth buying it totally is the youtube videos are great but the program is is just much better um and so i was about 175 pounds for a 5-8 guy about 20 body fat and in two months doing that I lost. Um, and got down to about 150 and dropped to 15% body fat. My goal then was to hit 12%. Um, but I kind of plateaued for a while. I was eating about 1600 calories and I really think I used the tools you guys gave me and abused them a little bit just to get me down that fast. Um, so after the plateau, I fell off from working out for a little bit and then I was about 145 pounds, but lost most of my muscle. Someone pretty close to me said, you know, I look pretty skinny, but I didn't look healthy. So I started working out again. I bought anabolic. I bought aesthetic, started running those programs. I've done that twice now, back to back. And I'm about to finish up aesthetic for the second time. Um, I'm eating about 2,600 calories now and I feel pretty good, but I just am still discouraged at my body fat percentage. And I'm wondering if my goal should be strength or body fat percentage. And I'm about to be a father in March. And as you guys have said so often, things change working out when you become a new father. So how do I determine what my goals should be? And how do I have a healthy relationship with those goals in the future?
0: Oh boy, good question. Wow. And congratulations on the, the new arrival coming soon. Thank you. All right, so you're looking to do this forever, right? You you, you want to have a, yes. a, a lifelong uh, exercise pursuit or fitness relationship. Okay, so um, here's an easy way to determine what your goal should be. Look at your life and list your priorities and then use fitness as a tool to improve the quality of those things or improve your ability to do those things. So let's say I'm going to make a list for you. Maybe your list is different, but let's just say towards the top of your priorities is, uh, you know, being a good father, being a good provider, being a good partner. Okay. How can I use my workouts and my fitness to amplify those or strengthen me in a way to make me better at those things. And then that's it. And that's pretty much it. Now, within that, you could say, um, you know, for the last six weeks, I've been training in this particular way. It seems to be stale. I'm noticing some aches and pains. So now I'm going to scale back and try this other form of training. Or I tr- I trained for strength in these three lifts. Now let me try training in these other three lifts but always keeping in mind what your what the the number one priorities in your life are. And the reason why I'm saying this to you cuz there's nothing wrong with fitness goals, but if you want a really solid lifelong relationship with exercise, use it like the ultimate Swiss Army knife. Like you pull it out and you go, I'm losing sleep right now cuz I got a new baby. How can I use exercise to help me deal with this or you know, my business is, uh, I got some stressful stuff happening in my business. How can I use exercise to help us? Or, man, everything's going easy in my life right now. Everything's going great. How can I use exercise to make it feel even better? And when you do that, it becomes this this incredible lifelong relationship. And that's the way exercise should be used when you're looking at it from the lens of forever.
2: There's no, there's no wrong answer necessarily to this. And it really depends on what you want to do. But I know that okay so let's let's take the whole getting ready for fatherhood thing right now. So you, you tend to have like two really common body types. You have the body type one that is probably like Sal and I where we if we stop training the same kind of volume like it seems like muscle falls off of us as as quickly as anything else. So it's like it takes so much work to build all this muscle and then as soon as I fall off consistency or fall off diet, muscle falls off my body like crazy. Then you have other people when they fall off the wagon of training, They don't really lose as much muscle, but body fat comes on really quick, like depending on which one of those avatars you identify more with might be different on how I uh, uh, strategically prepare myself for fatherhood. So if I'm somebody who loses muscle really easy, like I do, like my goal going into fatherhood was I'm going to pack on as much muscle as I can getting ready for being a father because I know I'm probably not going to get as much of the volume of training as I normally do. And so that was like my strategy. If you were the opposite, I would go the body fat percentage like you were kind of alluding to earlier. Like I'd try and get as lean as possible heading into fatherhood because I know I'm probably not going to be moving as much and I'll probably eat excess calories here and there. And I and I know I put on weight pretty quick. So depending on uh, you, I would like probably strategically approach fatherhood maybe differently based off of that. And then back to what Sal was saying about really trying to optimize your life. Like if you also told me that you're achy and slow, like, you know, I might go a more performance mobility Mm -hmm. route. So, you know, it's, it's hard to... You know, determine exactly what I would would tell you without knowing more detail about you, but you you probably know better than anybody.
1: Yeah, you know, I I thought about this quite a bit, um, and I know. Well, have you listened to the the latest one we did with uh, Jason Phillips? I thought I saw something in your question uh, that you written, um, but there was basically like broken down into three different pursuits. So you had like your longevity focus, optimizing your health. You had like your performance, very specific goals of like gaining strength or, you know, whatever that was performance wise. And then also too, just more of an aesthetic goal overall uh, in terms of like body composition or, you know, like enhancing and developing certain muscles to, you know, gain a certain shape and size. Um, And this is just something that, is there's no wrong answer in terms of like which area or should you focus on exclusively but it's just something to always acknowledge like where have you been putting most of your effort like where does that lie like where where are the deficits right now and like what what environment are you stepping into uh so obviously going into fatherhood is going to look a lot different than what habits and uh, your where your focus was and your mindset was uh, previous to that. And so I think that this is just always something that should be top of mind because there is a different protocol. There's a different way to train your body to produce Uh, you know a desired result in that direction Um, but uh, and this is where we're always kind of constantly thinking about this in terms of what we can create uh, to fill needs for people uh, in a lot of those different directions but it's just a constant kind of revolving assessment of yourself a self-assessment to to realize like we're in different seasons all the time in life, and uh, you know your work schedule changes. Your you, you may move, you know, and and that just you know creates this entirely different environment. So um, I, I just think it, that's kind of the fun dynamic part about uh, a fitness and, and health uh, driven pursuits is that uh, it, there's just always something uh, that's kind of just naturally falls off that we can address and we can improve our body overall.
0: Yeah. Now, Aaron, you 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 said in there, how do I fight the urge to switch so quickly? Um, I guess from one goal to another or one program to another, when you decide to train or work for something or work towards something, then the mind game begins where you learn to enjoy the process of what you're going through. Because once the novelty uh, wears off, which takes a few weeks, then if you haven't learned to enjoy that process, then you're going to want to switch to something else, to switch to something more novel. And what happens? You end up spinning your tires in the dirt because you don't allow your body the ability to adapt and, and get really good at whatever you were training for. So when you're in something, then the idea the goal is, okay, now I got to 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 really wrap my mind around enjoying this process. So if it's mobility, what you don't want to do is think about your maximal strength. Oh, how much am I losing on my deadlift and my squat? Like, okay, no, no, I gotta enjoy the mobility process. And I got to become this mobility person while I'm doing that. So that's the game that will prevent you from switching, from, you know, from the, the, every shiny object, right. Chasing every shiny object. Cause that can definitely become a problem, but I'll tell you what, the most valuable program for you becoming a new father. I'm gonna tell you right now is maps 15. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maps 15. Do you have that program?
6: I don't. I just bought um, performance and strong. Cause I didn't know what I needed to do after aesthetic Uh, during your cell. So I don't have 15 yet.
0: Okay. So maps 15 is going to be a game changer as a father, because there's definitely going to be moments where you're not going to be able to find an hour to work out, but you'll probably be able to find 15 to 20 minutes to do something. Um so it's a game changer. We got great reviews from people in terms of results and consistency. So I'm gonna send that to you. And then I also think Thank you. uh map suspension uh would be valuable for you because mm-hmm. that's another program you could do without having to go to the gym. And then when you go back to the gym, I like map symmetry uh for a lot of people. But I definitely think maps fifteen is gonna be extremely valuable. Build so as gonna, much
1: muscle right now as you can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> Going send that it. I'm gonna send that over to you.
6: Okay. Thank you guys so much. I think um what You guys were talking about, especially with the triangle, um, I definitely find myself falling more in the what my body looks like composition. Uh, And then when I get into that and I'm training for that, well, then I see the weight come off, especially during aesthetic. You start seeing the weight come off in those supersets where I'm at now, and I just get discouraged. And I want to be strong, but I also want to look good. And that's where my back and forth kind of comes from. So I think that's really helpful for me. Thank yeah, you.
0: No problem. Stay right. in it and you trust can't, the process. And you can't have everything. Yeah. That's <laughs> just that's just a life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Okay. Thanks for, Thank thanks, you guys so much. Thanks, thanks for calling much. in and congratulations again. Yeah. I mean, when when I, when I figured out uh to use my workouts and my nutrition to help make me better at the things that I value, they became more valuable themselves. Like like just an example with diet, when I go down to, sometimes I'll go down to LA and I'll do these like podcast tours, right? Where I'm doing like three or four podcasts and I really want to be sharp. I really want to be sharp. I want to have good verbal fluency. I want to do a good job. I typically, this is when I utilize fasting and ketogenic diet, which are both not the best diets for me when it comes to strength and to, and for performance. Mm-hmm. When I know that I'm going into a period of time where I'm not going to be working out, well, this is when I train really hard leading up to it because then those become Recovery weeks, you know, that's what I did the last two weeks I took off when uh, when Dahlia was born, is I worked out real hard leading up to it. And then the two weeks that were off, well, now it's natural that i'm kind of relaxing and hanging out with the baby. so and it, and, it, and when i didn't do that, my believe it or not my workouts and my diet were not as valuable. now they're far more valuable because of yeah, it. yeah,
1: well that's why we just can't get married to these modalities, yeah. right? got to be open cuz there is a, a better tool for the job and whatever uh, season of life that you're in. like uh, it's it's always better to kind of visit something that like best applies.
2: Yeah, i th- i think this is figuring this out is necessary if you're going to make health and fitness a lifelong pursuit. yes um I, personally i think this has been one of the greatest hacks for me was is is learning that like to let go of these you know specific modalities and not identifying with a type of lifter or person that trains and being open-minded to all these different tools and resources that we have at our disposal and and pursuing these and these these different goals and and sticking with it even though it's not up my alley right if i was the aesthetic physique guy you know, becoming the the mobile Gumby dude was, like, definitely a mind fuck going through that process. But then trusting that process that, like, I got to let go. I got to let go of... I'm not, I'm not doing this training modality right now, uh, with to pursue a, a bodybuilding physique. So I got to let go of that fact of, Oh, I feel smaller. Oh, I feel like I'm losing muscle. Oh, I'm not, mm-hmm. who cares? The pursuit right now is, you know, how hypermobile can I get and how flexible and how much pain can I eliminate? And like, I want to go down that rabbit hole. And the, the interesting part is when you trust that process, you stick with it and then you go back and you revisit the thing. Maybe you're more passionate about and you love, you're better. At it. You're better. I know. Yeah. It ends up serving you. So it's so that's forward. the irony, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny is that everybody under the age of 35 has no idea who Gumby is. I heard you say <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gumby.
1: Gumby. Was a, all Gumby was a good time. Look Doug up, do play. knew right away.
0: D- yeah. Doug, Doug remembers Gumby. I know Gumby. The, the song, dude. <clears throat> Gumby and Pokey. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Look, if you like Mind Pump, uh, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out our guides. We have free guides that can help you with so many different fitness goals. Again, they cost nothing. Mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on social media. So Justin is on Instagram at mindpumpjustin. Adam is on Instagram at mindpumpadam. And you can
3: find me on Twitter at mindpumpsal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.